Welcome to We Need to Talk, conversations on wellness to inspire, relate and enlighten. Now, here's your host, Coast FM's Feel Good Breakfast host, Tony Street. No my heart and my. Thank you so much for joining me today on my wellness podcast, We Need to Talk. Today's topic is menopause. Now, part of the reason I was personally motivated to discuss this topic is because my mum, Wendy, went through menopause at age 39, super early, and that happens to be the age that I am now. So I wanted to know more and get myself organised if I too go through the change early. My guest today will be familiar to you. She is a journalist, a news anchor, host of TVNZ Current Affairs show Sunday, and Marae, and a friend of mine, Miriam Kamo. You also went through menopause early, didn't you? It's lovely to have you on. Uh, kia ora, Tony. It's so good to see you and thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, um, I started going through probably about age 42 and... Uh, you know, I had a, my last pregnancy at 42, and then as soon as that baby, unfortunately, was lost, uh, was when the menopause really started to begin. So it was almost, for me, it was like a little blessing that that baby gave. It was like, okay, mama, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Fertility's over, and now we're moving into this phase of life. And so um, it was. It was a very young age. Yeah, and I know that you struggled with endometriosis, and you did have fertility issues. At age 42, though, was menopause on the radar for you at all? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit because as a journalist, I have done stories about this. So I, I remember doing a story when I was very, um, when I was very young in my twenties about menopause. And so I already knew a little bit about it. I knew some of the symptoms to expect. The other thing is that my mother went through it relatively early, probably around 44, I think she went through. Uh, and so it was on my radar. And also because I was trying to get pregnant, I was aware of my fertility, and so I knew um, from the measurements that I was likely to go through an earlier menopause. So I, I was very fortunate in that sense. So I was able to sort of prepare for it. I had a lot of tools already. What surprised me wasn't the symptoms that I'd already been told about, which are the typical things like uh, uh, hot flushes. What surprised me was anxiety. That was one of the biggest ones. And I, I you know, had never thought of myself as an anxious uh, or depressive sort of a person. No. And I was having these symptoms and I couldn't figure it out. And it was quite a few years before I realized it was to do with shifting hormones. And so that's now my mission is to say to women, if you feel like you're going a bit crazy or if you feel like you're, you're getting anxious, um, think about your hormones. It could be that. Mm, I think I read recently that there has been a tendency from GPs uh, when people come in with those symptoms not to automatically say that could be menopause, but just to go, here's some antidepressants, on your way, good luck. <laughs> it's so funny. This is exactly the conversation I was having last night when we had friends over for dinner and I was talking to a couple of the women um, and saying, look, just be careful because when you go to the doctor, you have to be your own best advocate. You have to know, be armed do your research about all the various things that could be going on and at your age, be thinking about your hormones rather than going to the, to the worst case scenario. Just think, first of all, could it be my hormones that are responsible for this? Because is it, um, you know, there is a theory that going through menopause is like a second teenagehood. And we know that when you go through puberty, you experience a huge upheaval of hormones. And the same thing happens when you go into menopause. And so go to your doctor you know, pre-armed with this information and, and ask them directly, 
Could it be this? Can we look at this? Is this a possibility? I'm only 38 or 39 or whatever. I'm, I'm 50. I'm at the right sort of age group. Whatever age you are, if you're in your mid-30s and over, start thinking about your hormones. So for you, you had this period where you were getting a little bit anxious. Did that come first before any of the traditional perimenopause symptoms? Was that the first thing you experienced? No, I think hot flushes were the first thing that I really noticed. And um, it was kind of unfortunate because I remember I was filming Kiwi Living at the time and I was in studio and I kept on breaking out these massive sweats. Yep. <laughs> at first what was going on and constantly Paula, the um, makeup artist, would be coming in and patting me down. And I'd be like, oh, it must be hot. Oh, I don't know what this is. And then after a bit I was like, oh, Actually, I think I do know what this is. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, the the anxiety came afterwards. And, you know, there were a couple of complicating factors with that too. I was caregiving my, for my father who had dementia and he was living with us. So that, that was a, a stress. So the anxiety when it came was a, like it came full and on and fast. And, um, and I remember seeing a physician in the end to try and figure out why I was feeling like, you know, I would just absolutely start feeling dizzy and not not feeling like I was with the picture. Uh, and in the end, and I was like, "Have I got some terrible tumor?" Yeah, you, know, you it's would. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And he, when he said, "I think this is anxiety," I remember just being absolutely floored, like, "What?" And then feeling thrilled because it was like, "Oh, okay, we can deal with anxiety." Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm not actually going crazy. This is something that is happening to me. Yeah, and it's not out of my control to try and manage this. So so what did you do about it? How did you manage that and your other symptoms of menopause? I'm still managing all of it. It's really, um, it's still tricky, uh, but because I know what's going on, it's not scary in the way that it used to be. So I also have to manage very low blood pressure, which also can lead to dizziness and anxiety. And anything that's wrong with your body, you know, the word dis-ease and disease is, is a feeling of not having ease with your body. Um, so all of that I understand now. And so I do things like, you know, I'll go for a walk. I'll talk to my whanau. I'm very frank with my husband, who's great. You know, anytime I'm not feeling 100%, I can talk to him about it. He's just been fabulous. Um, I talk to my girlfriends about it. I talk actually to everybody about this. One of my, as I said, I mentioned the word mission. I'm on a mission to talk about this because I don't want other women to feel that they don't have the tools to manage. So there are tons of different little things you can do. I went on HRT. Um, it probably took me much longer than I should have to do that because I'm, I'm very mu- I very much respect conventional medicine. Absolutely think it's a marvellous thing. However, I prefer if I can to start the natural route yeah. and do as much as I can down that pathway before I move into the conventional side. And I think I left it too long before I went to conventional medicine because that did make a big difference. Yeah. What sort of difference does HRT make? For me, it meant, um, well, actually, again, you know, I come back to that word dis-ease, it put ease back into my body. Everything can dry up, including your eyes, your vagina, everything yeah. can dry up with menopause. So, it stops that. And so, you know, you're not constantly blinking and feeling like you're in an air-conditioned room all the time, you know. So um, I think that was the main thing. And also the um, hot flushes it got rid of. It didn't manage the anxiety. Um, so I've had to find other tools and other ways to manage that. Uh, but 
those just having that sense of ease again in my body was really magical. For other Coast podcasts with Tony Street, check out Off the Coast or the daily Feel Good Breakfast Catch-Up podcasts. Now back to We Need to Talk. Can you just talk me through the timeline? Because I'm not there yet. And I think in my mind before I started doing these podcasts, I thought menopause was something that happened to you sort of for three or four years. But in fact, menopause is the moment you don't stop having your period and perimenopause is before that. But you can still have symptoms, am I right, after you go through menopause. Is that true? Yes. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm still learning too. But yes, perimenopause can be seven to ten years. It can be a long time before you actually go into menopause. And menopause is one year, you know, after you've stopped having periods. So if you go for a full year without your period, you can then say that you are postmenopausal. Okay. So that's your menopausal time. I remember I got to 11 months and then I got a period. Oh. And I was like, Oh, and oh. I had to start again. <laughs> yeah. Devastating. And you're still yeah, managing it now, though. The, the symptoms carry on past when you get that year. I, it's really important to say that every woman has different symptoms and different ways of managing it, and some women sail through this. And so I don't want women listening to, you know, to think, oh, God, hell is coming. <laughs> you know, a lot of women just go through this, and, say, and you may be one of those women, Tony, and I, I really hope you are. Um, and then other women have a really tough time, much tougher even than me, you know. Um, and, and, you know, it, it can go right to the other end of the, of the scale where you almost get a psychosis with menopause. So luckily that's not where I'm at, but I can understand now why that spectrum is so huge of symptoms. But I really want women not to think, oh, God, it's, you know, hell is on its way. I want women to just be forearmed, forewarned and forearmed with everything that they need. So, yes, you go into postmenopause, and for me, I'm still managing some of those symptoms. Okay. The other thing I want to ask is around the physical side of things, because I feel like these this notion, certainly amongst my friends who are perhaps still in their late 30s, that once you hit menopause, you know, it's going to be so much harder to stay in shape and to, to lose weight. But I look at you, Midi, and I've known you for quite a while now, and I feel like I've barely seen you in such great shape that you're in now. So you've managed it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. That's really kind. Yeah, I, um, I'm i someone whose weight has always gone up and down. You know, I, I, I go in two-year cycles, it seems, or I have, where I would go from a size 10 to a 14, and then I'd go back down and then back up. Um, and um, then when I went through menopause, I realized, okay, I really need to take care of myself. And I also thought, well, this is it. This is my body. I'm going to be overweight and out of shape, and there's not much I can do about that. And, and so I really accepted that and thought, that's cool. If that's what my body needs, that's what it needs. And I was okay with that. I've never been worried about being big no. or small. Uh, and probably quite lucky to have that attitude. But then my daughter dared me out of the blue um, to to only eat vegetables for a month. And I don't know what she was thinking, but I just went, oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. I'll give it a go. And after about 10 days, my back pain disappeared. And I, I have lived with crushing back pain for most of my adult life. And so I have not stuck with only vegetables. That was two years ago. I don't eat just vegetables. Um, but what I did do is I kicked out sugar and dairy. Um, I ate very little red meat. Anything that causes inflammation in my body, I am ditching. Having said that, I had some sugar over Christmas and I've known already that the weight just, it comes back on and the pain comes back and I'm feeling slower and everything. So I have to, for my 
health, my well-being, I have to knock those things out and keep them out. Um, and it's kind of a constant challenge. However, you know, it's much more important to me to feel that I can run with my kid if I want to than it is to have a piece of chocolate cake, you know. So I'm learning about the joy of adding other things in and keeping other stuff out that I don't need anymore. And one of the things I did to stay on track was to say, well, wow, I was able to eat whatever I wanted to for most of my life and feel pretty good about myself no matter what. And I had an awesome time eating all the chocolate and all the sugar and all the crappy foods. Yeah. And thanks. That was awesome. But now we've got to do things differently. And so um, what happened without me knowing it was going to happen was the weight just fell off and it stayed off. And and that's really the whole secret. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's, it's, it is inspiring. Have you noticed, though, since going through the change that it has become more difficult to stay disciplined? Do you, you know, is, is, is that just something we tell ourselves or is it actually a thing? It's actually a thing. It, it is absolutely a thing. Um, I can't speak to the science of it, but I, but I know about it, um, that, that your body slows down, you know, your metabolism slows down. Um, and it is absolutely a thing, so don't feel bad about it. However, it is also a thing that there's not nothing you can do. You know, you can absolutely do things to help your body. And, you know, I mentioned my father with dementia earlier. That's another um that's another factor for me that I have to bear in mind. And so all of what I'm doing is to try and preserve myself for old age so that I can keep on contributing and, and, and be of use and value um, to myself and to others. So, um, yes, yes, it's difficult, um, or yes, it can be difficult, but I think if you really embrace this change and say to yourself, this is just life and everyone's going to go through this and I'm not going to go through this miserable. I'm going to do what I can to enjoy this transition in my life. Then it will make a difference. The power of the brain is an incredible thing. Well, Miriam Akamor, that was so insightful. And thank you for asking all of my questions for me um, in case I do, in fact, go through the change early. Hey, when you talked about the hot sweats, I could actually relate to that. But I think that might have been from the steroids I was on once. Yeah, yeah. so I'll just keep an ear out. I think there are a lot of women that are in their late 30s, early 40s that are now starting to actually think about it. Whereas I feel like, uh, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't something you considered until you were 50. So I think that's a really good thing. And thank Thank you for being so open about your journey and giving us some practical steps to take. Absolutely. It's absolutely my pleasure. The last thing I would say to you is enjoy every phase of life that you're in. It's such a luxury to grow old. It's such a privilege. And so, you know, we spend the first half of our lives trying to, you know, look older than we are and the second half trying to look younger than we are. And I just think embrace your age, whatever you're at and and whatever the challenges and joys that come with that, just embrace it all we need to talk hosted by coast fm's feel good breakfast host tony street if you enjoy the podcast click to share with family or friends to get in touch email we need to talk at coastonline.co.nz if you enjoyed this chat with miriam akamo i have more chats on menopause with nikki bizant and bridget jackson too